The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerate, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780-ESPN. Your number, 713-780-ESPN. You can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-L-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. Apparently, the Twitch guys are just going off on all kinds of weird stuff today, which doesn't surprise me. So, probably won't be monitoring Twitch the rest of the show. You guys go ahead and... You're giving up on Twitch? Yeah, I'm giving up on the Twitchers today. Most days are great. Uh, today, I don't know. And part of the problem, it's not, it's not their fault. It's just, like, people will jump in and somebody... Yeah, the, and it doesn't matter how many times you explain the deal with Josh and how this is great for everybody. Well, great for him, not great for us, but it's great. doesn't matter how many times you explain that. Oh, he's getting fired. Asia, you got rid of Josh. Say like people make up their minds about things when they, they have no idea. They don't bother to listen when both you and Josh were talking about when you and when you were talking about it earlier. So their mind's made up. And, and that's, that's one of those things that happens all the time. Now, you just make up your mind. It doesn't have to be true. Just has to be what you think. That's why Skip Bayless gets paid as much as he does. Eight million a year. Yeah. So uh, good for him. But yeah, I mean, just nobody nobody has an open mind about anything anymore. Kind of drives me nuts. But that's all right. That's nothing I can do about that. I can't change their minds. Okay. So worst situation. Your guy Deshaun or. What's going on with Russell Wilson and the My Seahawks? My guy Deshaun. Yeah, you, yeah, your guy Deshaun, who you have your little picture yeah. up there. Uh, they both sound pretty bad, although, I don't know. From what I've read, there's still, you know, the possibility that he could he could salvage things with Seattle. It doesn't sound like the Texans and Deshaun are salvageable, but it would be it'd be more difficult to move Deshaun than it would be Russell Wilson. I mean, from from the team standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of wonder about the Wilson thing because even if you patch it up for one year and they're not good, are you having to choose between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson next year? You might. So, interestingly enough, well, I mean, Wilson's agent's been out saying he'll take trades. Now... Watson's agent's just been leaking stuff. He hasn't come out and said, uh, Deshaun will go here or he'll go there. Not not being quoted himself. So it's a little bit different. But yeah, Wilson's agent just said he, he wants to remain in Seattle but would waive his no-trade clause for the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, or Bears. Okay. Well, at least he gave more teams than Deshaun. Well, we don't know, though. I mean, I've I've... I haven't heard that Deshaun would actually say no to certain teams because because he's been quiet. We don't know. But, you know, and I think if you're any one of those teams, you're kind of salivating, except maybe the Raiders. The Raiders are. 
I mean, the Raiders. I mean, they, it would be an it's upgrade. a significant upgrade. And Derek Carr is fine. I, I think Derek Carr is a a useful NFL quarterback. I don't know if Derek Carr is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, and Russell Wilson is. There's not a lot of those guys out there. No, and, but you know that's the cost you're going to pay to upgrade and pay that much money for a guy who may be heading downhill now, which might makes more sense for the Seahawks than it does the Texans. But because if you're the Seahawks, how many great years are you going to get out of Russell Wilson? Maybe three more? Maybe? Yeah, probably. Maybe? And plus, he's been remarkably... Well, he, I mean, is, is his great years good enough to win you a championship again? I, I don't know. I don't know that they have enough around him. It's very similar to here. And, you know, he got he got beat up a lot last year, which is not something we've seen in the past. That's That's not good as you get older to get hit more. So... I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of uh I mean I, I, I think if he wound up in Chicago, that would be intriguing to me. I I mean Depending I, on what Chicago would have to give up is the thing. It's it's funny because to me where wherever Russell Wilson goes is intriguing to me because he's a guy who you know could get a team over the hump. That said, when you look around the league do you know how many quarterbacks there are active in the league who have Super Bowl rings, like as starters, like the guys who are starters in the league today? It's not very many because Brady's won them all, and Manning won a couple. He's dead. There's five. Yeah. There's a guy named Tom who has a lot. Yeah. There's a guy named Patrick who we expect to win more. There's Russ. There's Aaron Rodgers, and there's Ben Roethlisberger who's damn well, near on the way out. Now, we're not 100% sure Drew Brees is done. Drew Brees hasn't announced his retirement. I'm 99% sure Drew Brees is done. Uh, and if he's not, he's a douchebag because he led everyone on to believe that he was done and everybody did their big goodbyes and they had the big moment at the end of the last game, And which is fine. If that's your goodbye, that's what you do. If it's not, you, you really are a, a drama queen. Uh, but there's very few of those guys and Russ is one of them. And Russ is, you know. But you know what? It, besides Mahomes, he's got the most juice left in his tank. But you also, you know, this is something you bring up all the time. He did it while he was on his rookie contract. Yep. And guess what he's not on anymore? And, and well, he will never be on again. And so. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. But because besides that Tom fella, all these guys were on their rookie contracts. And, and Brady's always taken... Well, not always, but at times taking less money. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I think any team would love to have him. Any team would love to have Deshaun Watson. But it's also one of those, is that really going to get you there? Because if your team's that good, you're going to have to give up a lot yep. to get him. And if you're the Bears and they say, well, we want Khalil Mack. I mean. Are you, are you as good? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if you are. Now, if you're one of those, and all the, if all that team's asking for is a bunch of draft capital, yeah, you're, that's, you that's, go for it. You're going all in, and that's fine. I, I don't I don't disagree with doing that because I do think if you take a Russell Wilson and you don't lose any of the players that you've got right now, the Bears are a viable Super Bowl contender. Agreed. But if they're saying, yeah, we want Khalil Mack and we want Tariq Cohen, we want all these, these current players, that makes it more difficult. Yeah. Especially if they want those players – and draft capital because now you don't have a means of replacing them. Right. So, I don't know. I find it. I find it interesting. I think he is the. Uh, um, I mean, Russell Wilson is the more proven commodity. There's absolutely no question about that. 
but versus Deshaun, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but he's also older, so. Yeah. But now the contract thing isn't a, a differentiator, right? It used to be. Well, I'd rather have. I probably rather have Deshaun because he he doesn't have that long term contract. He's still on the cheap. That's not the case anymore. So now I'd I'd, I'd rather have Russ because I know Russ can do it. I I don't know if Deshaun's ever going to be able to do it. Well, I don't think it depends on where Deshaun winds up. I think sure. if you send him to the Jets with that team around him, I don't think you're seeing a hell of a lot different than what you saw here. And you know, I I mean, I don't know. I like I like the guy a lot, and I I hope he winds up someplace where he can win. But you know, if I'm a, but also if I'm at all concerned about the Texans, which I'm not, I'm, I'm out on them. But mind you, the Jets also, and and we assume that the Jets would have to give up a lot of this draft capital to get Deshaun. But the Jets have like six picks in the first two rounds, right? Yeah. I mean, they could still build around a quarterback who's making good money because they've got the capital to do it. They'd have to give a lot of it away, but they'd still have some left, presumably. I I mean, I don't know that two or three players is enough to make make a difference. They've also got a ton of cap room. Yeah. So they could go out and sign a bunch of free agents, which is probably what you would do. And unlike the situation here... I think people would go play with the Jets well, yeah, with, with I mean, Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, they would want to go there, and I think you could build a pretty nice uh, – you could get a lot of good guys on there that would go and, and play with him. So, if, yeah, you do give up some stuff. And there's no guarantees they all work out. I mean, I thought the Cowboys made some shrewd moves on defense last offseason. didn't work out. But that's uh, – I mean, that's what you have to do if you're the Jets because you're going to have to give up draft capital, but they can do that. And, yeah, people would want to come play with Deshaun, but – yeah, I I also think, you know, the, the more I look at it, it's like, from a from a Texans perspective, it's going to have to be one of those deals. But if you're the Jets, don't you have to do this before free agency? I think you do. I mean, you could go sign a bunch of guys that you think would want to be there, but I mean, if you get the deal done before then, that's your selling point, right? Yeah, dude, we got Deshaun Watson. Come play with us. He wants to be here. He wants to play for this head coach. Your selling point if you're the Texans, we got Deshaun Watson. He told the head coach he wasn't playing for him. Nick called him the player. Jesus Easterby doesn't love him anymore. All right. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Get the latest and greatest in Houston. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz, 713-780-ESPN, your number 713-780-3776. Can I make one more complaint about the Rockets game last night, Fred? while While we're on the topic of complaining about the Rockets and Rockets fans. I want you guys' honest opinion. How do you feel about these blue uniforms? Am I old man? Get off my lawn! I don't like this. A little bit. Is that what it is? No, I don't like them either. They just 
I don't feel like I'm watching the Rockets. It's weird. Well, you're not watching the Rockets. You're watching one of the worst teams in basketball. You're not watching the team you've been watching the last few years. I don't know why people. I I, I don't know why people get worked up over uniforms. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, I, I'm not going to go out and buy one. You know why it bothers me? I think is because they are trying to they're trying to market the success the marketing success of another franchise that has nothing to do with them. It just kind of, I don't know. I don't like it. That's, that's not unfair, except that it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, no, you, it doesn't. You, you could, you know, you could blame the roughnecks for trying to do that. I, I did. Yeah. I, I thought it was lazy of them. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And I got more roughnecks gear than anybody. So you do. I just thought it was, I thought it was a lazy move going with the oil there. I, I don't know. I just feel like it, those guys did their thing. Try something new. Like, be original. See, I didn't mind them the way they used the logo for the Roughnecks. And the Roughnecks took the Texans' colors. It's basically the same freaking thing. I didn't like yeah, that either. More, more, I, more red I, than blue, though. I don't like these Rockets uniforms. I hate the fact that they did the floor blue like that to match. Right, that is a bit much. I don't like almost any floor that doesn't look, you know, semi-normal oh trust me i like was the watching damn memphis floor i was watching oregon the basketball oregon floor. last night and I, it. it makes me sick to my stomach it ruins my game watching experience to watch oregon basketball on that stupid floor i'm supposed to be the old guy here i know i hate that basketball floor he put blue on it oh my god that affects my life so much oh i hate these uniforms of course, I've always liked goofball uniforms. Like I've always, I always loved when Oregon would wear something totally off the wall every single game. I thought that was fun. I like it for football. I don't like, and I like that. Like, Oregon do you can, like the Boise blue uh, blue field? I don't like the field. No, I hate that. Yeah, I don't. Like it's that. well, it's just it is distracting to watch the game on it. That's and it, and for basketball, it's it's just the same. And there's some bad bad basketball courts. Uh, I mean, it, they, like the Oregon one is distracting. Because it's it, you can't well, really it, tell where the lines are and stuff. It's it's a distracting watch on TV. I'm, I'm pretty sure the players can tell where everything is. Because that can be, I mean, that can be confusing too, just on where the women's three point line is and and things like that. But I, I think from a viewing experience, that's what we care about, right? I mean, we're watching yes. it on TV, so I'm not dogging you for that. But like Memphis's basketball court is atrocious. Oh, that is bad. That again, it's hard to watch. Uh, Cal State Bakersfield has a, a a really it's like blue and yellow. The whole court is blue and yellow. It's obnoxious. I don't like it. I'm I'm old. So I like a good. But how wood many floor. people besides you are watching Cal State Bakersfield basketball? That Let's. is a really really fair. <laughs> but a lot of people. Memphis is on national TV a lot of time. Right. Yeah. Uh, the San Jose AAC has a pretty good deal. So. San Jose State's another team that no one sees, but their basketball court is horrendous. So I, I don't know. I, I I find little things like that annoying, and sometimes uniforms are annoying. And in this case, the the part of the uniform that bothers me is that it's just that's not what the Rockets are, and they're wearing them more than they wear red. Well, I think wearing them that much, I think maybe have a point on that. I, I don't mind them occasionally. And when you look at, especially you look at football, I like alternate uniforms in football. I like the color rush uniforms, but I don't want you wearing a different uniform every single game. Yeah. I, I do think that three or four times a year is kind of cool. Like when the, when the Steelers break out the bumblebee, I mean, that that's all right, but don't do it 
every single game. Don't bring me a different. And I get why you're doing it because people will buy more uniforms. Say, oh, I've got to have my Deshaun Watson jersey and this, this, this. Oh, sorry. Uh, my J.J. Watt jersey and my De- mm, never yeah. mind. Mm. My Jack Easterby jersey. My Zach Cunningham jersey. I, I got to have my Jack Easterby jersey in uh, you know deep steel blue, Liberty White, uh, Battle Red, Color Rush, Throwback Oiler. So then I have to go buy five jerseys, right? That's that's what they want. You need your Colin Gillespie jersey. Uh, yeah, it could be him. Larry, be, Larry be, Tunsil. Be careful about getting that Zach Fulton because we. Yeah, don't know. I, might, I might hold no, off no. on Zach Fulton. So he brings up uh, Eastern Washington's football field is red. Awful. It's yeah. awful. Yeah, I don't know why they do. Who was that. it that did theirs black one time? I don't know, but I don't like that either. They they did the exact same. I think they used the same company that Boise had. They did all black, and it was like black with everything else was white, and it was horrible looking. And maybe you can like. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just that we're trained to think that well, football's supposed to be played on green grass. I mean, how, oh, many, how I'm many sure teams are playing on actual grass uh, these days anyway. But the reason why most of that turf is green is because that's what our human eye is used to. Except, I'm pretty sure you probably dealt with this growing up too. Most of the fields we played on, even though they were grass, they weren't green. Those things were brown and chewed up and mud and everything else. But. No, I mean I, that's that's how it's always been, right? So I, I don't mind people trying stuff, but and if you're if you're one of those teams, I mean, the, like Eastern Washington. Okay, how many people are watching Eastern Washington football on TV? Probably one game a year when they host a Pac-12 team and beat them. Uh, and even then, nobody's watching in the middle of the night except for degenerates like us. So, I mean, it's not really that big a deal. The problem is if everybody starts doing it in schools that people actually watch start doing it then it's going to be a distracting tv experience and that's where all your money comes from yeah so i mean that's really the only the only thing with the with the floors but i feel like the rockets could wear those red and yellow old school jerseys throwback to like their own team's history and that would be better yeah i i just i don't think you need to overdo it with either one but i, I don't have a problem with them honoring the oilers i i mean there's because there's no history of them here right now. And the Texans can't do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't mind it. It's not like it's... I mean, they're just trying to sell more jerseys. I, I'm not going and buying one. I was in Academy a couple of weeks ago, pick up some ammo, and... Uh, you found ammo at Academy? Uh, just 22. Uh-huh. I mean, for my 22, I can't... I'm still having trouble with the nine, but... Um, but yeah, I, I, I walk in there, and there's a whole row of rocket shirts in that blue. I mean, that's all they're caring about. They're just trying to sell them. And, you know, just judging from the way things are going with the Rockets right now, they probably need to sell every shirt they can. I mean, that's really all it's about. Uh, so bring back Steve Francis era jerseys. Oh, those cartoons. No, that's that a bad one. I don't, I don't yeah. like the, the, with the, the, the angry Rocket face. Yeah. yeah. That, that really was. That, that was totally targeted for eight-year-olds. So... People talk about whose jersey to wear. Somebody said Titus Howard. No. Uh, Oso says Toro. No. You get a Toro one jersey. You know they're not trading Toro. You know, well, unless Toro turns out to have baby mamas or <laughs> Toro likes to have a good time or Toro fails to show up for, for a church on Sunday at, at Texans camp. And then Toro's gone too. Honestly, Texans fans should only wear vintage jerseys now. Like, and only guys who left uh, under bad circumstances. So wear your Dwayne Brown jerseys. 
Wear your Jadavian Clowney jerseys. Wear your DeAndre Hopkins jerseys. Those are okay. Don't wear it. Don't throw out any current player and don't buy new ones. You know what I think you have to do? I think you have to go even older school. I think you trot out David Carr. Yes. Kylie Wong. <laughs> Kylie Wong. Tony Baselli. Fat kicker. Oh, yeah, the fat kicker. Fat Randy. Yeah. Steve Slayton. Steve Good Slayton. old Randall Bullock. Dominique Davis, who became Dominic Williams. You could get a Davis and a Williams. You Ooh, could get two. You should get a Davis slash Williams jersey. I like it. Yeah. You can always, uh, but somebody mentioned, is can we wear Andre Johnson now that he mouthed off at Cal? Yeah, yeah he's an, allowable. Andre's allowable. Arian's allowable. Yeah. You can wear those jerseys. Totally fine. But if you buy new players, then you're supporting the, the regime. Right. Now, I don't call them the regime because no, it sounds no, negative. That, well, no, it should. It, it actually, a regime can be a positive. You, know, you bring in a new regime. They just change the rules, right? This is not a regime. This is a cabal. A cabal has a negative imita- uh, in uh, negative impression, right? A cabal is a bunch of people who take over with all the power, and they're evil and bad. And in this case, really, 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 you know what? I, I, I got to stop calling people dumb. Not very bright. Not wise in the ways of anything. Totally lacking any common sense whatsoever. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. Yeah. All right. We are going to take a quick break. <laughs> Benny Jopru, <laughs> Jacoby Jones, James yes. Casey, Amon Green, Jamie Sharper. Uh, Tony Baselli. I, mean, I mentioned that one already. Oh, I didn't hear that yeah, one. Yeah, get that one. That one. Uh, Seth Payne. Go get you a Seth Payne jersey. Yes. No, don't do that. <laughs> All right. Screw that guy. Hey. Yep, screw him. All right, quick break. It's well, whose team are you on? Uh, I'm on my team. You're on 97.5 team. Screw them. Oh, uh, I don't wear jerseys, though. That's the thing. Like, the only gear I have is, like, cool-looking shirts. Or set, uh, You have, like, a hockey jersey, don't you? Not at the Texans. Do you have no. a Rough Riders jersey? Yes, I have a Rough Riders jersey. Okay. I, got, I do have, I, okay, I have one hockey jersey, yes. Well, I mean, I have some hockey jerseys, but I only have one with a player. Okay. All right, quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is the Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. And uh, joining us as he does every week, the legendary Brad Powers. You can go to Brad Powers Sports, check him out. Follow him on Twitter at Brad Powers 7 And Brad, before we get to the basketball, I've been meaning to ask you this for two weeks. How how uh, deep are you diving into the FCS pool right now? Uh, considerably, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm glutton for punishment, but uh, it, it's been uh, interesting, to say the least. Uh, a lot of high variance, a lot of turnovers. Uh, you know, on paper, it looks good because you, you can usually get some really good lines uh, compared to closing 
the closing number. But uh, anytime you know you see a Saturday like last week where the underdogs go sixteen and four, and you have six double digit underdogs win outright, five of them by double digits, it's been very high variance, very unpredictable so far. Well, we're getting to that part of the season where it's hard to project what games are coming up because a lot of these teams are playing in their conference tournaments. But I'll, I'll ask you first, is there a team that you think can win a conference tournament that maybe isn't a favorite, like someone who you think could be a surprise team winning one of these uh, one of these auto bids? They might be the favorite now, but uh, you know they probably weren't a week or so ago. They're probably going to be like the three or four seed in the Pac-12, but it's the Oregon Ducks who have been on fire here as of late. I mean, just recently in the last 10 days have won four games. You know, got a winning cover against UCLA last night. And you know, the, the reason why I think there's value on Oregon, I mean, they've only played about six games this year with their full starting lineup. Uh, so... Uh, I think Dana Altman is one of the most underrated coaches in the entire country. His ATS record over the last 20 years proves that. And I, I think now that they're healthy and as long as they have their starting five in there, I think Oregon not only you know should be the favorite in the Pac-12, but a team that's probably going to be like a seven or eight seed. Uh, it's going to be dangerous. Capable of going to Elite Eight. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a little torn on that one because I saw what USC did to them. And they, they kind of just so you're went. Gonna, you're going to talk about the only game that they've lost in the last two months? Right. But that game, they looked like deer in the headlights. And USC is probably the second best team in the Pac-12, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll give you that. But, I mean, ever, <laughs> I, anybody I, I, can have a bad night. All it's I'm saying is. Too. It's not like college football when you're, you know, one loss and you're out. All I'm saying is I, I'll be looking to bet USC and Oregon until they play each other, and then I'll probably just get out of the way. Uh, All right, fair enough. Uh, I, let's get into some of the games for this weekend. Uh, your Irish, uh, I, you know, no chance at the tournament, but they can play spoiler at this point. They get Florida State. What, what, do you think Florida State just decimates this team? Boy, tough one, because uh, it could be maybe the final game for Mike Bray and Notre Dame as far as final home game. Senior game. night. Boot off the floor last, boot off the floor last night. Uh, I'm not sure that he deserves that. He probably deserves you know Notre Dame and Mike Bray to part ways after this season because that's how disappointing it's been. Uh, yeah, I, I just I think yeah, there's nothing that I've seen from Notre Dame in the last three four games that says they're going to all of a sudden you know wake up and compete with the best team in the ACC. So. I mean, if that number is six or seven, I'm going to lay it with a semi. Oklahoma State going out to West Virginia. Country roads take me home. Uh, West Virginia quietly second second place in the Big Twelve. Uh, Oklahoma State will they will they give the will they give the Mountaineers trouble with Cade Cunningham? You know, I'm going to kind of lean towards West Virginia. It's going to be their fourth straight home game. Uh, I kind of like that spot there for West Virginia. We'll see what both teams do tonight. Uh, but but second, you know, back-to-back road trips for, for Oklahoma State. Keep in mind, I mean, they'll be playing their third game in five days, two on the road. So I just from a, a spot aspect, I'm going to lean with West Virginia here minus five. This one's interesting to me. I, I'm, I did not like this team last year uh, when we were doing our podcast. I, I consistently said, I hate this Purdue team. I like this Purdue team now, and I and I think that I mean they've got some freshmen that are going to be good, and they're bringing back basically everyone next year. They're going to be on my my futures watch next year, but 
in the present, they get a, a, a rivalry game against a, probably a desperate Indiana team. Uh, what do you think of Purdue-Indiana? Yeah, I mean, Purdue's been traditionally a really good home team uh, over the last you know, 10 years or so uh, under Matt Painter. Uh, and, you know, one with them the other night, I backed them in my short favorite role. It's what's yep. to be interesting to see what, where this is priced. If it's around six, you know, I, I just think Indiana's waved the white flag on the season. I mean, they've lost four straight, no hope for an NCAA tournament bid. So I'd be more inclined to take it. It'd be Purdue or nothing for me. This is an interesting one based on the news we got today about uh, Cullen Gillespie, and, and he's out for the season. Uh, so Villanova loses their best player. They're coming off a big win against Seton Hall. And now they get a Providence team. What do we think of Villanova on the road at Providence? Going to be interesting to see what the market, uh, what kind of value they put on Gillespie. Three, four points is probably my expectation. You know, it's yeah. I bet Villanova the last night, and uh, you know, they was impressed with their performance. But uh, yeah, we've seen teams that have kind of been hit or miss. Some teams rallied uh, around you know that first game losing a star player. Other teams. Uh, you know, obviously, it's very impactful. The thing that that has me leaning towards Providence—they're just a dangerous team as it is under Ed Cooley. Traditionally, a team that's not very consistent, but a team that's always perfectly capable. I mean, this is a team that that's beaten Creighton on the road this year. They, you know, won a big game against Connecticut a couple weeks ago at home. A Connecticut team that's been on fire. So I'm going to lean towards Providence as long as you know they're catching three or four points. And you know uh, from doing the podcast last year, I love Brad Underwood. I love this. Yep. I love this Illinois team. Uh, they were without their best player, and they went out and embarrassed, embarrassed Michigan on the road. Yep. Uh, now they're on the road against Ohio State, and it might be a game to see who who gets a one seed. I mean, there, there's not many games with more on the line than this one, I would say, between Illinois and Ohio State. How do, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I mean, it's going to depend. I mean, DeSumo, we'll see if he comes back, but it hasn't mattered. I mean, they won three straight, including, you know, huge wins against Wisconsin. And then one of the best performances we've seen out of any team this entire season, when, you know, blowout win over a red-hot Michigan team. Right now, I mean, just Illinois playing the better of the two teams. I mean, I know Ohio State's kind of in desperation mode. Uh, a lot of it's going to depend on the health status of DeSumo, but even if he's out, I mean, I, yeah, obviously Illinois is going to be catching a couple of points instead of laying one. Uh, it's going to fact his availability is going to factor into my decision. But right now, Illinois is playing better than Ohio State. Man, Kofi Coburn. There, if you can't, if you don't have a big down low, you're in big trouble. And in their first matchup, which yep. was an Ohio State win, Coburn had 15 points, 11 rebounds on seven of seven shooting. He had his way in that game. And if that happens again, I think it's 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 uh, going to be a long night for the Buckeyes. So that, that, I think that's the match. Illinois wins, they get the, the they'll be a one seed if they win this game. I think that's almost automatic uh, if they, if yep. they, after what they just did to Michigan. Uh, let's talk about UH and Memphis on Sunday. A Memphis team that is suddenly surging and looking like, well, maybe maybe the, uh, the Americans not a one-bid league after all. Uh, a win over UH would probably seal an at-large for Memphis. But what do you think of this matchup? I would agree with that, that, that Memphis gets a, a win here that uh... – they would probably get to, you know, be the second team in the American. You know, they're playing about as well as anybody. Obviously, Houston 
I mean, you can't poke too many holes in their resume, uh, you know, other than Wichita State, you know, 10, 12 days ago. But uh, I, I'm going to lean towards Memphis in a lower-scoring game, especially if Memphis is getting double digits. You know, I'm a big believer of their defense right now, and Ken Palm's adjusted a dis- uh, defense efficiency rating, number one uh, in the entire country. So if you're telling me the number one defense in the entire country in a lower-scoring game is getting double digits, that's the case I am going to lean with Memphis. And I know Iowa plays tonight against uh, Nebraska, but Wisconsin at Iowa on Sunday, Wisconsin, who can't seem to beat anybody that's any good in the Big Ten, they, they're lamb killers. Does Iowa just have their way with them? Yeah, I would lean with Iowa. I mean, Wisconsin, you're exactly right. Wisconsin now has lost seven straight against top 25 opponents, and obviously you're facing a bunch of them in Big Ten play. Just when they've had to step up against the, the better teams in the Big Ten, they've just certainly been outclassed. And, I'd expect uh, nothing less here against you know an Iowa team. That, that they'll be coming off a win tonight. We'll see how you know big the margin is against Nebraska. But uh, if I was laying like six or seven, I can only lean towards the Hawkeyes. Here. The one game tonight that I want to ask you about that's pretty interesting: the Texas Oklahoma matchup. Uh, Oklahoma won the first one, despite uh, I mean Texas was missing a couple key guys: uh, no Ramey, no Jericho Sims. And Texas shot in that game six of twenty-five from three, and still lost by one. Now with a full roster of guys, does Texas uh, does Texas split this series with Oklahoma? And is Texas one of the more confusing teams to you? One of the harder teams to track when they're going to be playing well and when they're not? I uh, certainly they've been inconsistent after that ten and one start to the season. What we're thinking, you know, there's the team of capable. Maybe being a two seed or something like that, or you know, being one of the favorites with Baylor in the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah, tough because I just something tells me that Oklahoma, uh, even though you know the, traditionally I you know if one team wins a close game on the road, I usually take the the road team to do the same in, in the next go around. But after three straight losses and after betting on Oklahoma each of the two games, uh, you know, two losses against Oklahoma State, something tells me. They'll finish off the season uh, strong here. So a mixed emotions, mixed feelings. I guess I would lean with the Sooners, but I didn't bet it tonight. Since February, Oklahoma is three and four straight up. Two of those three wins came against Iowa State, and the other win was in double overtime. So they they've been mm. they've been a struggle bus. But I mean, Texas hasn't been. I mean, besides the win over Kansas, uh, and then they they show up and get smacked by Texas Tech. Who knows which team's going to show up? Uh, that is Brad Powers. You can find him at bradpowersports.com. Uh, you can find him on twitter.com at bradpowers7. Always appreciate the time and the insight, Brad, and we will talk to you next week, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Take care, guys. All right. Brad Powers. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. We'll have a gym of the day. And I've got to choose between, like, I've got 11 possible gyms today. I think, it's, too, it's too damn many. I think I'll probably go with the one Tyler sent us. But I have I have I have some that are better, but I kind of like that one, especially since we know I have vampire blood. So, all right, quick break. It's the Blitz at ESPN 97.5, 92.5. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 
Hey, I got to tell you, it's that time again. ESPN 97.5's third annual Bracket Madness, presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, supported by Seaforce Water, and Dr. Linville with Hair Specialist Houston. We'll be giving prizes to 97.5 winners. Yep, the five-point winner is the penultimate winner, second to last in the whole bracket. And we mentioned it's all free. Free, I say. Prizes include a $50 gift card to Rooster's Men's Grooming, the Burger Joint, Chewy's Fine, Tex-Mex, Smash Burger, and much more. Head to ESPN975.com to register now. It's Bracket Madness presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, bubbly, bold, packed with lemonade flavor. There you go. Thank you, Fred. I'm just happy to share that with the people. That was an incredibly professional read. <sighs> I'm not very professional. It's just, you know, just I'll, I'll take my I'll take my victory there. <laughs> um, let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. All right, this one's a little visual, uh, unfortunately, and we're not a visual medium except for Twitch. But you guys can find this story real easy. It's on Bro Bible. I'll tweet it out. Okay, Uh, Aaron will tweet it out and put it on the Twitch so that people can take a look and judge for themselves. But yeah, okay. I I admit I like the goth look on chicks. Okay. The vampire goth look might be a bit much, but I do like vampires. Um, well, this girl was a hardcore vampire goth girl. And uh, his her boyfriend, also very vampire gothy. But uh, she goes by Vamprin on Instagram, by the way. There's a web series called Transform where they do a makeover deal. So for her episode, she went a complete transformation, including hair, makeup, and clothing, so she could look like an Instagram model for a day. And uh, the results, pretty amazing. The Instagram model, really hot. The goth girl, eh, eh. I don't, her name's Vamprin. Yeah. Is it Vamprin just by itself or Vamprin underscore? Uh, I think it just says Vamprin on here uh, on Instagram. Is it this girl? Yeah, that looks like her. Okay. Uh, but now her name is Erin. She looks like Marilyn Manson. She does. She does. I, you like that look on a lady? No, that's too far for me. Okay. And, and that's saying a lot, right? I, I like goth. I like a little of it. Uh, the black teeth is a bit much for me. The weird color eyes, you know, the, I, I'm not a big fan of the ring earrings that have the big holes in your ears. Gauges. Yeah. I don't know what you call those, but I, I'm not a fan of that, but she, she went through this transform thing and, uh, totally different. The boyfriend's reaction. Mm, he doesn't look all that happy because I, I'm pretty sure if you go for a goth chick like that, that. You know, you want her to look like a gothy, right? I mean, you have a uh, you, you have a, a look that you're kind of going for, I guess. Right? Uh, have you seen the after photo of her? I've not. Uh, she looks very normal and very cute, actually. Very boring. It sounds like. Uh, yeah, I would say boring, but I mean, she's cute. <sighs> she is cute. That's that's, that's crazy. A, yeah, but isn't that a totally? It shows how much work you have to put into. It takes to look a lot of work did. to look like for to take a pretty girl and make her look like Marilyn Manson. It is it's difficult. Yeah, so that I, there's a good side by side photo of them full body. 
Uh, what are you saying, Aaron? She's still not. I wouldn't even know if I'd put cute on her. Oh, what do you mean? She's cute. Yeah, she's not like hot. Yeah, I mean, let's. I mean, that's not four. Oh, I mean, she no. went from being a negative five to a four. Well, you, you can't go zero. You can't go below zero. Come on, man. Oh, this is, yes, you can. No, no you, can't. you can't. This is like the Casario scale. Just stop it. The cool thing is, this was the boyfriend's reaction. It's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, did she break up with him? No, I, I don't think that they have broken up yet. If I'm him, but I mean, if you're into a certain thing, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can find another one who will. Well, I mean, goth up for he's got to be into her for more than just her appearance, right? Uh, I don't know. The people is that is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, and Aaron sent the story out, so you guys can judge for yourself. Um, I, I would just, for the record, while I do like the goth look, this is too much. It's too far. It, it is. There, there has to be a limit to everything. It's just, it, it's, and this, I mean. Hey, obviously a lot of work goes into looking like that, which is kind of cool. She probably doesn't have to work as hard to look like she does without it. I I think somewhere in between these two would be a woman I'd be really attracted to. Uh, Kara asks, and this is a good question, what's the difference between goth and vampire goth? That's a a very good question. Vampire goth. Hell if I know. Oh. I mean, no, that's probably a question for Juggalo Trey. No, but I, there's a. I mean, but there's an. I think there's like a subgroup of vampire goth where you're trying to look like you're using the goth and going as wild and vampire as you can. Okay. So it's a, it's like a when subset. you sharpen your teeth. Uh, yeah, things like that. It's okay. a subset of goth. From what I can tell, when you turn into a bat, that's when you that's when you know you've gone a little bit too far. So this is from differencebetween.net. Goth is divine based on identity and personal expression, while vampire is clearly defined as a creature that subsists on human blood. Goth is known for black clothes, black hair dye, and and makeup, while vampire combines Victorian punk and glam styles. Mm. Well, there you go. Goth is identified with depression and sadness, while vampire is linked with the obsession to subsist on human blood. Oh, that's that. That's where Army Hammer got all that. Well, yeah. I it, listen. It, de- being depressed is one thing. Uh, it, that's not a crime. I think sustaining yourself on the blood of humans is criminal in probably all fifty states. So I would be careful about crossing that line into mm, vampire not if, goth. Not if not if your goth girlfriend's all for it. Says here, I, drink my blood. I don't. I I'm not sure that that's legal. I, I don't know. I, I mean, whatever happens between goth friends, I don't know. I mean, you know Vampire me, Fred. Friends. I'm a libertarian, so wh- whatever you do in your home... All right, then get off their backs. Go for it, but I'm just saying be careful about, like, just picking a stranger and well, trying no, no, to feed not, on their I'm not blood. Saying, I'm not saying that. That's Army Hammer. We're not doing that. I'm saying if, you have, if you're in a relationship with someone and part of the deal is you get to drink each other's blood, you're I get into that, that but I still that's don't, fine. I still don't know that if in the great state of Texas that's legal. What would it? What crime would it be? I, I don't know. Is there a crime against? Can, it's, it's kind of cannibalism, isn't it? No, no. If you're just cutting a little blood out, that's not cannibalism. You're not eating flesh. And I want to. I, I want to point out. I, I don't know if I, I. Where do you stand on this, Aaron? I think it's close to can. I mean, 
you and I you're listen ingest, to the same, you're ingesting human. Yeah, the, you and I listen to the same type of like true crime podcast, and no, that because there are plenty of cannibals that were known to drink the blood of their vict- victims. I know, but this isn't a victim thing. Okay, you're you're putting something on it that doesn't exist. I, and again, I'm not in any way supporting this. I'm just saying, if two people in a relationship. Say, hey, I want to drink your blood. You want to drink mine? Yes. I will go ahead and put a little cut here, put some blood in a cup for you. You do the same for me. We exchange the blood. We drink the blood. Everybody's happy. That, I'm, listen, I'm not for it. I just don't, I don't, let's not put that on your serial killers. The next thing the guy's doing is like going and grabbing strangers off the streets, drinking their blood, and then killing them. That's a different thing. Okay. That's when you've gone too far. I mean, I, I kind of think drinking blood, each other's blood is going too far myself. I find it gross. I'm well, just saying. I'm glad that you, you, you did. Uh... No, I'm just giving you that caveat. I, I'm not really, I'm definitely not into this. But um, I, I, I'm just saying, I don't know that there's anything that wrong with it. If it's just two people saying, eh, it's okay. A little blood. I mean, there's still something probably wrong with you. Not me. Don't say me. No, if you're just. Uh, I feel like a wire was crossed that shouldn't have been crossed in your head somewhere. In my head? How so? Not yours, but if you're one of the people who wants to drink another human's blood consensually, there's there might be some type of chemical imbalance. I'm sure you do some things consensually that people would say the same thing about you. Probably. I never said I do any weird sex stuff. uh, Stable. What's the weirdest sex thing you and your your lady do? Uh have sex i don't i mean i mean that's the weird that's as that's as weird as it gets yeah i mean you never tie her up you never uh uh i mean we have before okay she ever tie you up yes okay you like that it can't yeah it can be fun okay interesting i picture you as like a missionary only kind of guy no okay that's good you like to spice it up you like every keep, now and then yeah keep things fresh yeah Okay. Snaft has a really good comment. Fred is taking communion very seriously. Yes. Yeah, why is it, why is it okay? You go to Catholic <laughs> Church, you drink the blood of Christ, that's fine, but oh yeah, two goth vampire people want to drink each other's blood. Hmm. I'm just saying. I'm not for this. This this is I'm just making their case for them. Just just go to break. I hate you guys. I hate everybody today now. This is such a great mood when I got here, and then you had to drop all this Josh stuff. Oh, on it must me. be nice being in a great mood when you get here. Then I have to deal with you for three. I've hours. already been in a bad mood. Well, yeah, great. Thanks for bringing it to me. <laughs> Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN ninety seven five nine two five. ESPN ninety seven five.